When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever. Dog. I don't want to talk about it. There's a couple of things I don't want to talk about. It's that and the Bo Burnham special, which I did watch. Yeah, that Bo Burnham. We, I uh, watched about 20 minutes of that thing. I think he's really, like, obviously super talented and clever. I What I resent is that he has, like, an hour and a half at least of saying, I'm so depressed I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. While he's making this like insane, like yeah. written, directed, lit by, edited by, at one point he's naked, another point he's sweating on a Peloton. I'm like, what kind of depression is this, and where can I sign up for it? All I can say about this thing, and I'm look, I think he's an extremely talented dude, and uh maybe not my maybe not my thing, but he's incredibly talented, undeniable. I like that movie he made. Uh, I the thought movie that was, was good. Eighth grade is great. Movie's great. He's incredibly talented. Um, did anybody tell him he was allowed to go outside during the <laughs> pandemic? He's talking about this thing as if it was a nuclear holocaust. As if like, yeah, we're all trapped in our homes now and we can't go outside. It's like, no, you can go outside. You can you can leave and just put that mask on your face. That's why we all have these masks. And you could go to stores and all that. You could do all of that. It's outside. Go ahead. Go ahead, dude. I think that would have been stepping on his next special, which is just called Backyard. Like we're so close to starting a because like the best show has lists that are reasonable and like intelligent and like goofy, but I feel like we're very close to having like a series of stupid lists that become like more and more mentally ill. Like we're gonna do like food delivery service, and the number one's gonna be like hand. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be hand to mouth. Number two, mouth to plate. And then we'll let dogs weigh in, and then the whole thing will be like turned over. You gotta be more specific yeah. than hand, though, because you got you could do one finger in, you could do just like. Well, a oh, palm yeah, that's bowl. the other. That's right, exactly. That's how we're gonna get to a thousand, because it's gonna be like, you always have on the best show, you have a hundred. This is gonna be, have to be a yeah. thousand. So it'll just be like, like hand, comma, claw, right. Left pinky. <laughs> left pinky to right corner of mouth. Right pinky to left corner of mouth. And then like, and like number 755, gargling. Gar- yes, gargling. Like, and it'd be like, it'd be like water pistol to, Gargle. and then it'd be different kinds of super soaker. When's the last time you saw someone other than yourself just going, <laughs> just gargling? 
<laughs> like the way gargling is in movies and TV shows. I think it's like that in real life. You're getting ready for Have bed, you ever honey? seen someone gargle in real life where you're like, because usually in movies, like, choo, whereas yeah. in real life, it's really not. Yeah, it's like a I muffle. think gargling is, I think the media depiction of gargling, mm-hmm. I think is sometimes exaggerated, but more or less accurate. You can't gargle and be cool. But <sighs> you could closed mouth gargle. You could, just put, you you could put not. Some, you just swish it around. You swish it. That's not gargling. That's swishing. But it's utilizing mouthwash. Swish, swish, bish. Because what do you gargle? What do you gargle? You gargle mouthwash? I don't gargle mouthwash. It's called mouthwash, not throat wash. Thank you. I gargle salt, like warm salt water Mm -hmm. in the winter when I get a a scratchy throat. Mm -hmm. That's when I gargle. So somebody could walk in to Shea Klausner (laughs) and on a cold December Morn. On a cold December morn, and they'd hear. <laughs> well, you have to sing something while you're doing it. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Way down upon the swanee. <laughs> yes. And yes, that's exactly what happens when you come into my home. Wow. I like it. And I want to say this also. Julie. Well, first of all, I want to say welcome to Double Threat. Welcome to Double Threat. I'm Julie and Tom is Tom. Yes. And we're here and we're joined by our esteemed uh, producer slash. What are what are his titles? Let's get this. Straight what are, what are his all. titles? He's the co-founder of Forever Dog. And don't Robert Rodriguez this where you just slap a thing on everything. That was the Bo Burnham thing, too, where there were like. Look, I'm not saying it's not impressive. I'm not saying it's not impressive. It's incredibly impressive. The guy lit the fucking thing. Yeah, he's got he's got an Amazon Prime. He ordered some lights. I'm not. He's also. I actually that. did hear that he had a very, very, very talented chimpanzee that is not mm-hmm. on the is not in the special, but they don't ask for credit. Sure. Now I could say so. There was a chimpanzee behind the scenes. Yes. Well, then that makes all the difference. That just this this right, thing. They're is not, not in the guild. They don't need credit. Yeah. Guys, okay, chimpanzee helping them. Um, Brett is wearing a forever dog hat mm-hmm. because he's a company man. Yeah. And he's wearing a modern lover's shirt because he's a Jonathan Richman fan. I love that. Yes. Brett is during the day, he's a forever dog. At night, he's a modern lover. He's, he's a roadrunner. Yeah. I didn't say it, but I don't disagree with it. Julie, if you watch this yeah. team, this I know you love the sports talk that has creeped into double threat I now. No, I don't mind it at all. And I'm sorry about I'm sorry about the Knicks. Oh no, it's fine. It happened. It's we're I'm well past it now. Are you really? Yeah, I I'm fine. Be. I'm fine. Where do you get joy? Uh where do I get joy? I don't. <laughs> No. But no, I'm fine. I get plenty of joy. I got joy everywhere. Joy Behar. Got joy sometimes I got joy, joy Behar. Philbin. Got joy Philbin. Uh, got the movie Joy. The, oh, the best movie ever made. Just like, I want to make this mop. That was when, what's his name, had kind of gone off the deep. He's like, look, 
there's only two things I care about right now, Jennifer Lawrence and mops. Yeah. Now, are you going to leave the check to cash or would you like, or would you like my direct savings account number? You, you picture David or Russell walking into the studio. Got two things. Like you said. Yeah. Number one, he slaps in love a with Jennifer Jen- Lawrence. He slaps a yeah. picture of Jennifer Lawrence down on the table. He goes wifey. Bam. Next thing he does. Yeah. He reaches under the table. And he just throws a mop on the table. He goes clean it up, boys. Christmas comes out at Christmas. Make the checkout to Russell, comma, David O. And they're just like, I think we just bought a mop. mop. We bought a mop. <laughs> that was my favorite. That was the sequel to We Bought a Zoo. They, they were like, they were like, thanks for stopping in, David. He closes the door. They go, oh, Russell. Yeah. What if it was David O. Russell? Like he has a little, little jaunty little little uh a little uh 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 what do you call that not a not like a like a little period. beret with a poot like a, with a pom-pom on no, it no like like an o'reilly a like an o'reilly a like a little oh. like a little camera yeah david o'russell yeah. you're at your service maybe i'll start directing movies as david o'russell like i'll add a little thing up top and i'll just like you mean an apostrophe an apostrophe thank you julie <laughs> Up and then you did this with your finger smart. the I way people comma. make finger quotes, but you just use one. I'm not smart. Well, at an all. apostrophe is an upside down comma. It's a it's a you know what it is? It's a comma on the ceiling. Thank you. Oh, what a feeling. What a feeling. There's a comma, There's a comma on, like, on the ceiling. Like, hey everybody, like your teacher's dead. I'm your new substitute teacher, Mr. Sharpling. Yeah. Lesson one. And What's then you're a, like, so it's like, okay, you're going to vote on who's a better teacher. We're going to teach you about the apostrophe. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to sing this song. And then I come in and I'm like, I just play the whole Frank Zappa album apostrophe. You got, you got a comma <laughs> in the toilet. <laughs> you got a diarrhea <laughs> comma. <laughs> a diarrhea. I would like, fact check, please. Mm. I would like to know a single example of. Frank Zappa, and I'm not like saying there's no way he didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I would like to know proof that he sang the word, the lyric diarrhea in any of his songs. I, that's just what I want to know. Here's a challenge to the double threat audience. We need to find <laughs> proof that Frank Zappa s- sang the, and didn't the word say diarrhea, diarrhea, but sang it in one of his songs. And don't go using soundboards to make this a fake, yeah. a deep fake or a shallow fake. What if he sang like about diarrhea, but didn't call it diarrhea? No, I want the word diarrhea set okay. to music made on a clavic clavicure. Synclavier. Yeah. Syn- yeah. But as I talked about this ba- basketball, that, Julie, you, you had and still have the Redhead Hall of Fame. Yeah. Which is. A running list of people of the redheaded persuasion that I deem worthy of honor. Now, is there anything worse to you than a bad redhead? It's always disappointing. Okay. Well, wait till you see the piece of crap that plays for the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> There's this kid. I knew this was going to transition to something that had nothing to do Where with is this? at all. What's that? What's that? What's that? You talking about what's, what's that clogged toilet's name? You're Brett? talking about a uh, small forward Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter. Wait till you see please, this guy. Please, please, Kevin, don't hurt her. Yes. Let me see this ginge. 
Show me the carrots. We could get a load of this clown. Wait till they get a load of me. Real solid player. Three and D. A three and D guy, as they say. What does that mean? Uh, he's good at shooting three pointers and defense. He's like a a good supporting actor. Yes, it means it means he can't do anything like a normal basketball player, except do this one novelty uh, thing. He might as well be stacking cups out there or doing some other trick that he can hit. He, he looks to me like like all of the characters in that stop motion Davy and Goliath mm-hmm. special. Well, he may look if they, he if they yeah. left the parts. So they finished shooting the Davy and Goliath special mm-hmm. and they are like, OK, let's break the set down. And then that includes breaking down the puppets. Mm-hmm. So there are these like there are these different Tupperware bins of like these are heads and these are arms and so on. <laughs> and then one night the janitor just decided to like be a little silly. Yeah. And make a new and put some parts together. Yeah. His skin is I don't see a single freckle. It's like he's never been. I, I'm I'm jealous of how pristine his his porcelain his porcelain complexion is. The baby faced assassin. Now you know, Brett. He looks like the he looks like a guy at Enterprise Rental that tells you that he. he I know you. I know you online. You signed up for a compact, <laughs> but I only have a truck for you now. Like he looks or like he can't he, upgrade you to a standard. Even though, like, the whole parking lot is full of them. Yeah. Because well, he's just not authorized to. I, I wish I could help you out. But I look, I know online. I know online that you signed up for an intermediate. But I he's only just, like, ha- really stressed. You're just, like, I. he's, like, yeah. he's too stressed for me to, like, push. I, I just will. You feel bad for him. That's his secret power, though. Because you see this guy and you are, like, pity? how did this guy. Eliciting pity. <laughs> Yeah, because you look at this guy, you're like, how this guy who had this guy like wander out another onto a professional basketball court, and then he's mm-hmm. past you. You know, he look he doesn't look like a typical professional athlete, but that's his. Um, well, it's because he's not a typical professional athlete. He's a little worse. Brett, how are your how are your your Hawks doing? Are they still in the in the race? They're still in the hunt. They're punching above their weight. Uh, they are now taking on the Philadelphia Seventy It means they're about to lose a series. <laughs> Julie, when are, when do they saying. lose the series? When is I that? Mean, game? Right now, They're, it's tied. It's it's one to one. It's one to one. They yeah, the, but that's not much of a tie because that's no. really only two two things. And also, Julie, a yes. good a good guy on the Hawks got hurt. So now this this uh, buffoon is going to play an inordinate amount of minutes, and they will be exposed because this this kid can't do. He doesn't anything. look like a buffoon. He looks like a squirt. I'd say he this this squirt. What Tom said might happen, or he might he might own the moment. You know, he might he might. Uh, rel- oh, this is your leading man now. This is your leading man. Yeah, that's, oh dear. That's always Brian how it goes, Stokes. Brett. Brian Stokes. Missile Mitchell has laryngitis. This is your swing dancer that's stepping in in the lead. Okay. I know I owe you Kate. two point. I know I know I know I owe you one point seven million dollars. It was like seven million. Yeah. We didn't discuss interest either because I still haven't. I don't know what. I mean, I guess Venmo. That's a lot of money Forget for Venmo. Forget about it hasn't interest. Hit the, it hasn't You're not going to come yet, on. So. Interest isn't fair. Yeah. Well, anyway, enough of the enough of the the jock talk for one. Show. Go Hawks. Let's get a a a a bumper that's like jock talk, and then it'll be over. Jock talk. All 
Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here to let you know about our latest episode of Office Hours Live. Office Hours is great fun. With the great John Early and Theta Hamill. Very handsome. Thank you. Thank you. They're here to talk about their new movie, Stress Positions. And we just had a wonderful time. There was a lot of laughter and joy. Don't believe me? Well, listen for yourself on the podcast app of your choice. You're not going to want to miss a second. That's at Office Hours Live at the podcast app of your choice. I love Vic and Doug, and I love drinking my wine. So, Brett, you never you never told us your title. Well, I mean, I mean, what don't I do is kind of the question, you know. I mean, uh, graphic designer, video editor, a uh, little mm-hmm. bit of booking here and there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, editing, uh, post production, um, you know, uh, social media manager, um, you know. So I guess you could just put slashes between all those, and then, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'll accept, yeah, sure. You know, except just producer, you know, maybe executive producer. So it's executive you know, producer. Sure. Yeah. You're pre- oh. the executive producer of Whoa. Double Threat. Oh. But we should also put some other executive producers on the show, Julie, the way like they just pad those out. And name only Stephen. What about Stephen Bochco? Would you put Bochco on here? Stephen J. Cannell. Yeah, put people because that way it'll be on their IMDb because they because you click on executive producer and they have so many credits. Yeah. Like when you watch Austin Powers and it says executive producer Demi Moore. (laughs) Did you know that? Yeah, every and it's and yet it's always surprising. It's always surprising. I I forget it and then I remember it and then I'm still I go, ah, that is funny. That's interesting. But we have a show to do, and our friend, executive producer. I'm just going to say executive because I can't list those eight. Not nah, nah, yeah, yeah. Tasks. As much as you'd love it, I can't. I don't have. We don't have the time, Brett. We just don't have the time. You could just do it once, and then I could just like keep. Sure, know, okay. Re- well, you replay know. that just okay, so just so I have let's a one. Go. Editor, Whoa, social media. Yeah, social media manager, graphic designer, video editor. Uh, data analyst. I, data, data, analyst. data analyst. Data analyst. Data analyst. Let's just call it. You're just data analyst now. All right, data analyst, Brett. What have you got for us? Yeah. Hey, Brett, did you analyze that data we sent you? Yeah. Hey, Brett, we got a, got some, uh, got some, some data we want to run past you. We need a little little insight into that just look first first look at it then analyze it Mm -hmm. because that's your job Mm. well looking at these numbers here uh and then brett says analyze this yeah oh well uh speaking of mob related entertainment uh, i got something uh i got got something very special for you here i mean we could put master of transitions uh, you know that that has to be on that list somewhere too master Master, master, master of transmissions, master of transitions. transitions, transitions, and transmissions. Go to Jiffy Lube. Brett'll uh, tune you up just right. <laughs> go to t- go to Jiffy Lube. They're playing uh, race chasers in the lot while you're waiting for your car to get. That's a good idea. In the city, tune up. Forever Dogs proud to announce an affiliation with Jiffy we're Lube. The official, we're the official Jiffy Lube wa- um, waiting room. 
podcast. The official podcast of Jiffy Lube. Hey, over here at Jiffy Lube, you can listen to all the cool Forever Dog shows. Your our service is so fast, but the shows are so good, you're gonna want to stick around. And we promise we'll fix your car in less time than it takes for producer <laughs> data analyst Brett to come in with one of his crazy transitions. And speaking of transitions, we've got transmissions. <laughs> well. The, the new Jiffy Lube Forever Dog promises we'll have your car fixed before Brett is done listing all of the things he does. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't make it till the music, till the music bumper in a commercial, then you'll get a free tire. But you have to go get it because it's not here. It's not here. In the woods. You have to go get a free tire that's somewhere, but we we will give you a map. Maybe. <laughs> we'll maybe give you a map. Maybe we'll give you a riddle. It's like stand by me, but with a tire instead of a body. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably not want to seek out the tire at a certain point because it's too much trouble, but yeah. that doesn't mean we didn't give it to you. You know, my favorite thing about this line of comedy, Julie, mm. it means now Brett is forced to leave in his listing eight credits at the top of the show. He, can't, he wanted he to can't do remove. that anyway. You he think can't. he didn't want to do that? Well, he can't. Whatever, however he feels about it now, it has to stay in the show where he's like, he could oh, lift the whole thing right, if okay, he wants. I've seen him kill some darlings, not mm -hmm. necessarily to save his own hide, but boy, I've seen him rip out some, you know, like there's a garden and he just rips out a whole crop of radishes and maybe you don't get pumpkins that year for Halloween. You have to buy your Jackie Lantern at Christie's. He really is like the Sid Field of uh, podcast uh, editing. Kill your babies. Yeah, Sid Field actually... <laughs> Killed his family. <laughs> what if what if he did? What if Sidfield killed his entire family? <laughs> the, book, the book told me to do it. The book you wrote? Yes. Yes, book. Tell me what to do. Screenwriting 101. <laughs> he's in court and like do you have anything to say mr field yes interior courtroom <laughs> enter a me <laughs> enter me innocent sid field rises before the judge sid, sid field parentheses 30s handsome yeah, 30s he's meanwhile he's like 79 sid field 30s handsome in a rugged unassuming way stands before the judge stands before judge parentheses ugly stupid <laughs> judge do you have anything to say Sid Field confidently I do your honor <laughs> then suddenly a bulldozer crashes into Jump. the courtroom. <laughs> Spider-Man? Yeah. Spider-Man crashes through the ceiling and saves Sid. <laughs> Sid hugs Spider-Man by the waist. Let's, Sid, excitedly, <laughs> let's get out of here, Spidey. 
<laughs> Spidey, I love you, Sid. You're so handsome and good. The end. <laughs> and, then the, and then the jury all stands up and in unison mm-hmm. goes, the electric chair. Yeah, yeah, the, then, <laughs> then you hear the clang of a cell door and he wakes up and he's been in, it was just a reverie. He was in, and he just looks at the wall. He sees all of like the, the lines of all the days he's been in jail. <laughs> oh yeah. And he thinks they're slug lines for like, a, he like treats them like a board where he's like got index cards to follow like <laughs> different yeah. storylines. I'm working on this now. Interior jail cell. Sid reaches inside the, the bowl of the toilet. Sid, 30s, sexy like you wouldn't believe. He pulls out some toilet wine. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, the state uses it all as as evidence against him when he's up for parole. Your Honor, I have Exhibit A here. It's this new Sid Field book. (laughs) He's He's making a mockery of this this whole trial. He's making a mockery of the art of screenwriting. We have like the jury would like the prosecution would like to call Robert McKee to the stand. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm here. I want to say that, man, that Robert McKee thing. I can't even make fun of him. That was the most boring book I ever read in my life. Best thing Robert McKee ever did was get played by Brian Cox in. Yes, adaptation. an adaptation. Brian Cox has played Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. the bad guy from Succession. And Robert McKee. <laughs> yes. And he's so good. And oh, oh, song parody, song parody. Yes. Me and Robert McKee. That is amazing. Some, I don't, it's either something or nothing. But I will say that in the course of all of these like courtroom hijinks, I would say the defense, et cetera, the defense rests like, oh, is he up for parole? I don't know. He's got these 75 new, he like, he wrote a pilot and it, mm-hmm. and then the, the, the DA just says, I'd like to remind you that this man killed his family. Yeah. And the, they're just like, oh, wait. Yes, we almost all said that. He's guilty. He's, of course, he's good. They and then, wrap it and up then in the, five ju- the jury, the judge, and everyone sitting in the booth all stand up. But again, in unison, electric chair. <laughs> and then he's in the electric chair and he goes, eh, it's a fair cop. <laughs> Like the end of a Monty Python sketch, they ended. Yes. In, they ended more sketches than you'd think with someone going, "It's a fair cop." It's a fair. <laughs> it's a fair cop. Either either that or Graham Chapman would be like, "This is too silly." All right, come on. This I is too that. silly. It's like the five silliest people of all time. Yeah. And they're like, how about the one of us is is just like, this is too. It would be like yeah. if the Beatles had one person that's like, that's enough Beatles music. Thank you very much. Yeah. In between each song. Exactly. The song it's like, good day, sunshine. Good. All right. Enough of this Beatles music. That's a bit. That's a bit much, don't you think? Don't you think that's a little Beatle, a little too Beatlesque for one record? What were you gonna say, Brett? Oh, I think the last thing I said was speaking of mob-related entertainment. Um, yeah. And I've been trying. Yeah. That was a perfect. I mean, that was just like one to one, A to B. You can out. You can do it. You can do better. Now I'm just way on the wilderness. I don't know how to get back. Uh, you can do it. Well, um, 
You can do it. Well, you know, if I'm out in the if I'm if I'm out in the uh, wilderness, I, I need to be rescued. So speaking of being rescued, uh, we did a podcast rescue uh, a long time ago. Um, a long time ago, uh, I think I think when uh, when Bob the Drag Queen was with us, we did a podcast rescue about uh, Talking Sopranos. Uh, yeah. that was the, hosted by uh, the great actors Michael Imperioli. <laughs> when he was like, "What's the young one's name and what's the fat one's name?" <laughs> Didn't yeah. Bob like not know like anything about? It was great. Yeah. And the problem was he was talking about me. I was gonna say, <laughs> Tom. I swear to God, if you come in again with the Bob doesn't know who I am. Rigamarole, I'm gonna bop you in your rigamarole. Hey, you want to get some? Let's get some calamari and some rigamarole over to the table. Come on, you guys. Uh, you guys want to split some rigamarole? Yeah. If, if I ordered rigamarole, would you have some? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would try some. I would try some. All right, just one rigamarole for the table. Yeah. Let's say two. Let's say two rigamaroles for the table. For the table. <laughs> Not the people sitting at the table yeah. who have like gobbly mouths and yeah, big fat exactly. tummies. Not the slobs that are all sitting around this <laughs> table. I'm so mad at Bo Burnham for having a good body <laughs> after like a year and a half inside of his friggin' whatever. Anyway. Sorry, Brett. Oh, no. Speaking of rigmarole. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, you know, we, we did this podcast rescue very early on. You know, it probably wasn't super fair to them. They'd only been about two or three episodes in. So I thought we'd check back in with Talking Sopranos this Talking week. Talking Sopranos. Talking which is Sopranos. Michael Imperioli and... Uh, Steve Sharippa. Steve Sharippa. Yes. Yes. Um, Michael Imperioli. Talking Sopranos. Talking Sopranos. Deep Bananarama cut for my fans out there your banana your banana your banana heads do you know that song julie i don't robert de niro's waiting talking italian it's a great song that's how i like that i like that those girls had not only were you crushing on them they had crushes no i like them so much singing about their crushes they're so cool yeah so what do you got, Brett? You well, got you had some, you had some advice. Yeah, you had some advice for Michael Imperioli and and Steve Shripa about podcasting early on. I wanted to check in and see how they're doing. You know how the how the show's developed since then. Uh, they're up to what are uh, they up to? Are they still 62. in like sixty two? They're in episode sixty two now. What season? Uh, oh boy, they're close to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Is that there true? ain't that many episodes. Yeah, really. I mean, was, uh, season five. Season? They're in season five. Oh, so they're right down now. the road. Okay. And uh, I thought this week, this week would be particularly good for us to check in because they had a a celebrity guest on uh, to join oh. them, a super fan, uh, our old friend uh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin joined uh, Talking oh. Sopranos this week. Um, oh boy. They don't normally have guests, so this was a very special, uh, you know, uh, event for Is the he show. Behind like a red curtain, also weren't they all in front of red curtains like Twin Peaks? Yeah, they do record this from the red room. I don't have video for this uh, this episode. I do have I do have uh, the audio here though, uh, and we're gonna pick it like, up. Uh, we're gonna pick the it up. Candy uh, you like will come back in twenty years <laughs> with his weird Twin Peaks room that they shot that in. I don't know anything about Twin Peaks except whenever I take like um, pictures on my rug, people are like. I like I know what anyway, whatever. I have peripherals. Is it a Chevron? I, is it a Chevron? Yeah, it's Chevron. Yeah. I like I like David Lynch. Every time I see a video of David Lynch talking, directing, doing anything, I think he I would love to hang out with that guy. He seems mm-hmm. really cool. You live at a Chevron? I live in a Chevron. Things are not going well for me, Tom. <laughs> I keep implying that, but every yeah. once in a while I feel like I need Hold to on. spell it out. Julie's living C-A-G-B-R-O-N. in a Chevron now. Boy, oh boy. 
Is it at least or is it at least the the ladies' room? Uh, no. Oh no, it's not the men's room, I, is I, it? No, it's not. I crouch. I I crouch very very low behind the like pump your tires full of iron box. Bro, bro, we gotta help Julie. Could be, could be worse. Could be worse. I don't know. She's saying it could be worse, so maybe could be worse. Just let this one ride for a little while. All right. So what do you got, Brad? You got Alec Baldwin on. The I got Alec Sopranos Baldwin on talking podcast. Sopranos, and I got to uh, I got to thank uh, Emily for alerting me to this. Um, and as we pick it up here, a couple minutes into the episode, uh, they've asked Alec Baldwin like summarize your relationship with the Sopranos. You know, how'd you become a fan? How'd you get into it? So on and so. I forth. watched it every Sunday night. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. <laughs> so the first season of the Sopranos, I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, this is cool. This is okay." You get to season three and four, and every Sunday night, my hand to God, every Sunday night, it was 60 minutes, order the Chinese food, eat the Chinese food, Sopranos, big love, go to bed. Without fail. I mean, I became this, a this, Hold on, hold on. Oh, right nut. off the bat. Right off the bat. This, this dolt watches the Sopranos and orders Chinese food. For the Sopranos. You know, order Italian food? I get my wontons and I get chicken fried rice without fail. And I watch the Sopranos and then I watch Big Love and then I go to bed. My hand to God. Every Sunday, I would get my wonton, wontony <laughs> soprano. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get my beef with Polly Walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> Polly Wet Walnuts. Well, he's not having ice cream bread. Sorry. He's getting Chinese food. But, but let's put a pin in Polly well, Wet Walnuts. One of the things you noticed, one of the credits in the list was Joke Punch Up <laughs> when he rolled off his list of credits at the top. Yeah. Transition, transition creator, Joke, joke Punch Up. Mm-hmm. And then in parentheses, helpful slash not helpful. <laughs> My hand to God, I would watch every Sunday. Oh, like everyone. But like he didn't describe why the show was good. He just described what he did on Sundays. And I like how he's like, yeah, season one. It's like, yeah, this is cool. This is cool. But then when I added Chinese food and big love into the picture. Yeah. Big love. Every Sunday I'd watch Entourage. Mind of the Married Man. Then I'd watch uh, Real Time with Bill Maher. Hand to God, I'd watch Real Time with Bill Maher. And around then, they would show a rerun of Real Sex 15. <laughs> they would they would go to nudist colonies a lot at one point. Hand to God, I'd watch Hung <laughs> and... And John from Cincinnati. Hand to God, I would watch it. How to <laughs> Hand to God. I would buy a hamburger and I would come home and I would watch Treme Carnival. Real sports. And then they'd be showing Devil Wears Prada, and I'd watch that. Hand to God, I'd watch Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> Hand to God. Hand to I'd God. Go, I'd go to McDonald's. <laughs> I'd get 
a number two quarter pounder with cheese, Coke, fries, Oreo McFlurry. I'd go. <laughs> I would watch Hand of God. I'd watch Luck. <laughs> <laughs> to God, I'd watch Luck and then the making of Catch Me If You Can a behind the scenes and then a, and then a rerun of <laughs> a rerun of Entourage <laughs> then the and then, I, the and then hand to God uh, hand to God, I'd fall asleep in my chair and then to bed, which was my chair <laughs> that looks like a bed my chair sometimes is it bed. is my bed if I fall if you fall asleep on it, it's a bed anything can be a bed just depends on how sleepy you are. Hand and to I'll God. tell you, after five or six mushu pancakes, <laughs> I'm really sleepy. Hand to God, I'd go to Taco Bell. <laughs> I'd get three Mexican pizzas and a diet, a diet Mountain Dew. And I'd go home. <laughs> And I'd watch, hand to God, I would watch Homeland and Penn and Teller's bullshit. And then I realized I had on Showtime. Yeah, Showtime. I had Showtime on. So then, then I would I, change I the channel. It. I missed it. And I missed it. And I would punch myself in the face. <laughs> then I'd throw my TV out the window and watch it hit someone. All right. What else does he have to say? Is that it? Is that the whole clip? Oh, no. We're just getting started. Your podcast is Here's the Thing, right? That's the name of it. And you talk you talk to yes. people. About, you know, you talk a lot about culture and you're very savvy when it comes to, you know, especially with TV and movies and stuff. Why do you think The Sopranos made an impact? Well, I think that, um, you know, The Sopranos becomes one of those shows where like it's like a band. You know what I mean? Everybody's servicing the same goal. There's shows where people come on and the cast, the individual cast members uh, are very bright and shiny and everything works. And, you know, in sitcoms, they're very funny. And there might not even be a need for them to be in the service of the same thing. But great acting to me is like music and everybody's got to be playing off the same sheet music, you know. And Chase, of course, is this legendary writer. And, uh, you know, you get into you get a couple seasons into the show and you got the best actors on TV who are all jamming the same tune. You know, they're all they're all servicing Ugh. the same story. Hey, hold on. Hey, nobody's please, off here wait, doing hey, their own. Please. Hey, hey, Julie, guess what? I don't like anymore. <laughs> Life. Well, this is a subset of that. Uh, the, the Sopranos? Sopranos. Yes, I don't like it anymore. He ruined it because he, he just... compared it to, to he didn't say jazz, but. He no, meant but, jazz. He, he meant the kind of jazz that white people talk about that yeah. like bad jazz. And they're all just, you guys were all just jamming on the same tune with it. Oh, you mean acting the script? Yeah. Uh, you mean sheet music, like a script? Because <laughs> a script is on a sheet, too, of paper. Yeah. You watch other shows and. And they're funny. People go you know, on them. The sitcom people are funny. You watch on one show. One guy is a fireman. And he's doing a thing. And then this woman is an astronaut and she's doing a whole other thing. You guys all did a thing that took place in the same world. He's making like shows just you know, do on, what on they night, want. On night, night court, you know, Harry was a judge. But then 
John Larroquette was a lawyer. And Bull. I mean, the work that Bull did was just unbelievable. And Marsha Warfield. Actually, now that I think about it, Night Court is also like a band. Every, back when I was on, in Long Island, every Thursday night, hand to God, I would get a popsicle and watch Happy Days. And <laughs> everyone knew their role. Mork from Mork was on once, <laughs> and he had a battle with Fonzie uh, over... Uh, who is power of his thumb, whether he could freeze Fonzie correctly. And that was a launching point for Mork and Mindy. Hand to God. Hand to God. And God, meanwhile, is just like, can you leave me out of this, please? <laughs> Anything else in this clip, Brett? Or did we squeeze the... Oh, no. The, he's got a great story coming up about uh, meeting David Chase uh, for oh, the first time. God. It's coming up shortly. One thing, everybody fits together, you know, in a really beautiful way. Right. And I love that. I love I me. Mean, the you Sopranos think they were becomes cast. one of those shows, which is like yeah. you, you, you guys both know where there's jobs in this business that become like a club you want to get into. You know, you right. want to get cast in a Woody Allen movie. You want to oh, get you first want example. The Sopranos becomes example one of those shows where you're like, one. who do I got to sleep with to get a part on The Sopranos? You know, I want to be <laughs> on that show. You know, have you ever? Did you ever pursue it? Because I know you told me. You told me Bobby a story. Bartola. Uh, I think we were doing Hollywood Squares. <laughs> and, right. And you told me a story uh, about you ran into David. It was a hot day. In the right? bathroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it insane. was a hot That's day like in the, the bathroom. And I'm supposed to keep to listening to, to woman, see what the uh, story uh, is? Hit pause, hit pause for a second, please. please. Interior. Hot day. Bathroom. <laughs> just took the words right out. <laughs> Oh, I did? Sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> but like, why would you want to keep reading if that's the script? And you're like, I don't want to keep reading. Like, wait, wait, wait. No, listen, Alec Baldwin and David Chase are about to enter. Were you in the, you had a hot day in the bathroom? You read into David Chase in the bathroom? What was the story with you read into in the bathroom? Hand to God. I had to, I had to make water. I had to make. And God, I was just gargling. They didn't have cups, so I used my hand as a cup. Woody. <laughs> Shoved as much tap water as I could get into my mouth as I'm dribbled down my chin. All right, let's hear, hear a little All right, more. let's hear this hot bathroom story. That's insane. That's like the most effed up story. I go to meet a woman, uh, Georgette Mosbacher, famous businesswoman, uh, La Prairie Cosmetics, and uh, her husband was Robert Mosbacher, and she's this rich socialite businesswoman. And I go to meet her about a charitable thing, and my office says, go meet her at the Four Seasons restaurant. I go to the Four Seasons Hotel by mistake. It's August. Hilarious. It's 95 degrees. I go into the Four Seasons oh, Hotel. End up, it's too bad he didn't end up at Four Seasons Landscaping, go, right? Yeah. More likely he didn't end up Four Seasons Landscaping, huh? Yeah. Remember that? You believe this guy? Remember when Rudy was at Four Seasons landscaping? I do. I remember. That was still one of the all-time great moments in history. That was the best thing in the world. That <laughs> yeah. was when he was bleeding from the face that whole week, too. The idea that at one point, this guy. It was brilliant. America's mayor. Mm -hmm. And then now you jump forward in time a little bit. 
He's got hair dye dripping off of the side of his face. He's in the back parking lot of a, of a Philadelphia landscapers. That was closed. That was closed on a Saturday morning. The best. Hand to God. All right, Brad. A little more, please. No, no, no. It's the Four Seasons restaurant. This is like the chicest watering hole of elite business and media in New York. I'm sweating through my blazer. You can see the water like splotching my my blazer. I go. I say to Georgette Mosbacher, can you hold on a second? Well, I go into the bathroom. I'll be right back. She says, take your time. I apologize profusely. I'm late. I go in the bathroom of this super chic restaurant, take my jacket off, take my shirt off. I'm mopping <laughs> Hold on the a sec. Wait, wait, hold on. So what did he, I hold my sh- did he, he, he took off, he took off his, he took off, he took off his pants and jacket. <laughs> I took my, sh- I took my shirt off. I took my pants off and I took off my underwear. <laughs> Yeah, hand to God, I was naked in that that hot bathroom, and then Woody comes out of the handicap stall. <laughs> so we're to believe that there's a shirtless Alec Baldwin in the Four Seasons restroom at this point. Yeah, that's where we left the story. He's he's very hot. He's soaked through with sweat. So he goes into the bathroom. He takes. Uh, uh, as far as we know, his shirt, his shirt and his jacket off. So he's standing there shirtless. I don't buy. He's what if he was wearing to, he, an undershirt? What if he was wearing an undershirt? What if he had a little one of them little tanky tops? I had. You don't think? My, you think my, it goes? You, you think he goes skin to button down? I had on my working girl. The, I had the undershirt I wore in Working Girl. I don't buy this this sad sack routine he's doing either. He's trying to make it like he's just like. Yeah, but like he's the one who's meeting this socialite in a fancy restaurant to begin with. And he said, my my office sent me for to do because I was looking to do charity. There's no self-deprecation in this story whatsoever, except for I'm now picturing him completely shirtless. Could you imagine being that poor person who made that mistake at his office? Oh, God. Could you imagine being that person being like, hey. You sent me to the Four Seasons Hotel. Change your name and move to Michigan. Here's what I want you to do. Take the message that I left my kid. Just put your name in. I don't have time. You're fired. Fired. They should be so lucky. Yeah. All right, let's hear the dramatic conclusion of this story shirt up to the mechanical dryer and I'm drying my shirt with the hand dryer and the door opens and it's David Chase. <laughs> this is my introduction to David Chase. And he goes, Alec Baldwin? Like, like, like with that question, Alec Baldwin? Like, what the fuck are you doing drying your shirt in the bathroom at the uh, Four Seasons restaurant? And I, I, think, I think based on that alone, I was never cast on your show ever, ever, ever. Did, did you? Yeah, based on that alone. That's all that did it. You think he was shirtless or you think he had a t-shirt on? Um, I'm going to say he had a, uh, he probably had one of those. Remember when they, when like, like uh, cigarette companies would give away like shirts, if like t-shirts, if you got enough like bucks from the product, <laughs> like, like enough like camel bucks or whatever. If he, he probably- had camel cash, <laughs> he had a camel cash t-shirt on. I had my camel shirt on my Joe camel shirt. Hand to God. 
Cost me fifteen thousand camel bucks. Camel to bucks. To get this thing. All right, so let's. So he's in the bathroom. Here comes David Chase. Oh, that's that the end that's of the story? fully the end of the story. That's yeah. It. There's oh no my way. god. Perf- oh, good. <laughs> so he just goes, "Hey, what's up?" <laughs> yeah. Dude, Steve Sharippa almost died setting up that story, and that was the whole story. He sounded like he was going to die. Like, <gasps> was there a story about? <laughs> Yeah. You're in the bathroom. It's like what a hot story. It's like his last words. Should Steve Sharippa be podcasting? Usually you don't think of things as like podcasting being active. Yeah. No, he, he, this episode he, is two he, and a half hours long, too, by the way. That's a long time. I like Michael Imperioli a lot. I like Michael Imperioli a lot. He I like his, in, He's one his of the Instagram. Best. His Instagram presence is very sweet and charming and i give him a lot of credit for finding another uh chapter in his life so i i straight up and an admirer of his if he's having fun doing this podcast great alec baldwin eh. We're, we love you please follow us yeah. <laughs> please, please not follow only us. unblock us but follow us please yes and come on this show Well, you know, uh, I got one more thing for you here. Um, this uh, this requires a little bit of setup, but it's it's worth it, I think. Um, so this is uh, what we're about to watch. You know, we always like to check in with small businesses here. You know, we checked in with St. Louis Cremation a couple episodes ago. We like to check in and see what what uh, local businesses are doing all over this great world of ours. And this is a um, uh, this and is- Forever Dog, by the way, will be giving out PPP loans mm-hmm. to any small business. Yes, that he. And Joe Cleo decide are quote unquote worth it. And that's at their discretion. I can't speak to what their standards are. No, we, we don't have any role in the decision making, but they, they are, it's a part of this new uh, program that forever dog is launching that. uh, I think it's a pyramid scheme. They haven't said what PPP uh stands for. I'm pretty sure one of the P's is pyramid. I think all three are pyramid. It's probably just (laughs) pyramid, pyramid, pyramid. Right. And it's really about self-empowerment and sort of putting people in charge of their futures by making them, you know, um, you know sell, everybody's got, got a team friends. they're responsible for. And then, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's uh, it's just basically trickle girl, down you're economics. You're girl bossing. You're girl bossing. Pretty much what you get is the opportunity to buy a double threat uh, Zodiac Killer T-shirt. Uh, you get a you get a ten percent discount. Just if we strip it all away, that's that's all that the offer. Well, you have really to is. buy in order to get the PPP loan. You have to buy twenty of them, but then you get to sell them at a profit. You, you buy you, sure. we sell them to you wholesale, but that that's a that's a that's a re- requirement in order to even apply for the loan. That's the PPP. Who replaced Jerry? Um, you know, I haven't met our new rep yet. I was kind of thinking mm. I, I thought we were you know big time legacy customer over there, but I haven't. Nobody's reached out to me since uh, since Jerry left. So I guess maybe well, we're probably not. that chimp. It's probably that chimpanzee that works with Bo Burnham. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I gotta lower the f stop two notches. The chimpanzee's like, hey, I'm only working on this thing because I thought Bo was short for Bonana. <laughs> 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 all right 
So small businesses. Yeah, small business. So small business check in our small business update. Uh, and this is from a while back. So this isn't necessarily current, but it's, you know, uh, small business of the past as well. We check in on uh, this is a I got to set this up for you here. So there's this. Um, uh, there was this furniture chain in Australia called Norman Ross. It was like a local furniture home goods chain. Uh, and it was started by this guy named Jerry Harvey. And then this big company, Walton's, which is like the biggest department store chain in Australia, or one of the biggest, they come in and they buy Norman Ross, uh, but then they fire Jerry Harvey. So it was like his business he started. He gets bought out. He thinks he's in the big time Painful. now, but then the new the new owners, they cut him out. They, they fire him. And so Jerry Harvey, God bless him, what he does is he starts a new chain of furniture stores. That's called my Har- deal, Jerry. It's my <laughs> it's deal. My, it's my deal. You step off. So Jerry Harvey, Jerry Harvey starts a new chain of furniture stores called Harvey Norman, and he makes these commercials that come right at his former. Uh, the, you know, Norman the Harvey is the one. Yes. He just changes. Wait, he so just- he took. <laughs> That so was Norman, Norman Harvey. It was Norman Ross. And then Norman he made Ross. it Harvey Norman because his last name is Harvey. Oh my God. So wait, hold on. Just tell me, tell me again very quickly. So Norman Ross started a furniture store? Uh, Norman Ross, uh, Jerry Harvey started Norman Ross, and then it gets bought out. He gets fired. So he starts uh he starts. <laughs> God damn it. Hold on my notes here. He starts. Harvey Norman, he starts Harvey uh-huh. Norman and he's Jerry Harvey. And then basically he's coming at the old furniture store hard in this commercial. That's all you got to know. They booted him out and he's not going to take that lion down. <laughs> the man who started Norman Ross and got the sack when it got taken over starts all over again. You know, I started this business 21 years ago. I owned the whole thing. Then Walton's oh going God. by it. I suppose that's okay. Then John Morton gives me the sack. Me, the guy who started it all. So now I'm back where I started, starting a shop. Mind you, it isn't a small shop. In fact, it's probably the biggest in Sydney, and it's right opposite John L. We're going to open seven days a week, and we're going to give all their prices up pizzling, mainly because we don't keep wasting our money taking over... Hold on, wait, you got to stop right there. That is... Go back, please. I've never now, seen an angrier man. Let's well, let's let's set the let's set the visual on this. This guy who who do you say this guy looks like? He looks a little bit like the cop from Terminator Two. Like what's that actor's name? Or, or the guy who or RoboCop. He looks like RoboCop. Yeah, too. And he also. he's an intense dude in a suit, and he is ready to <laughs> go to battle. He's got a lot of Alan Partridge in him too. But what is he gonna do to their prices? He's gonna he's gonna give them a a, a, j- a jiggling, a, a pizzling, a pizzling. Can you believe it? Me, I started the whole thing, and they fired me. <laughs> <laughs> and the video is also named "We're Gonna Beat Ya." <laughs> like nothing about furniture. Kind of no- sounds like our. It should be like our catchphrase on this show, like our our tagline. Julie is it sounds like it could be. Guess what? Mm-hmm. It is. It is now. We're gonna beat you. Double threat. We're gonna beat you. We're gonna ya. beat yeah. Can you believe we got kicked off? We, we got, got kicked off forever dog. By heart radio. Me and Julie oh. got kicked off. You got sacked off forever dog. <laughs> oh, it's me, Brett Boehm. I got can't <laughs> believe it. my podcast network. We sold to iHeartRadio, and I got kicked off. Can you believe it? Me. Me. I want to tell you about I my new podcast this. network. 
Joe, <laughs> Joe's looking out the window like, yeah, Brett's still out there. Like in the <laughs> iHeartRadio building. <laughs> He's still out there. He's leaning and on my car. And this is also an aggressive walk and talk, too. Oh, it's so he's aggressive. Walking towards the camera in a menacing manner until he's inside. Yeah. You know, I started this business 21 years ago. I owned the whole thing. Then Morton's go and buy it. I suppose <laughs> that's okay. Then John Morton gives me the sack. Me, the guy who started it all. <laughs> so now I'm back where I started, starting a shop. Mind you, it isn't a small shop. In fact, it's probably the biggest in Sydney, and it's right opposite John L. We're going to open seven days a week. And we're going to give all their prices a pizzling, mainly because we don't keep wasting our money taking over other people's businesses. How do you think <laughs> Alan Bond and John Walton will like this? We reckon our electrical showroom is bigger and better than theirs, and the same goes for our carpet, furniture and home renovation displays. Bigger trading hours and lower prices guaranteed. Why don't you come and have a look? Maybe you shouldn't have sacked me after all. Or maybe you should buy this place too. Harvey and Norman starting all over again. Hold on. I have I have I didn't an expect announcement. that. Did you expect that ending? Julie, I have an announcement to make. Double threat is now mm -hmm. all we talk about is Harvey Norman discounts. Yes. <laughs> it's all we it is, we have shifted gears. Yeah, we used to talk We've about anything. The show. We're no. narrowing the focus of the show now to only because yep. at the end of this commercial, <laughs> he starts doing a dance. Maybe you buy this place too. <laughs> <laughs> and to describe the dance is difficult, but I'm going to try. He points both of his fingers in the air and yeah. he rotates his torso back and forth while his hips go in the opposite direction. Yeah, it's like a weird, evil, good ship lollipop dance. <laughs> <laughs> and this clip will be on at double thread pod on twitter and instagram so you can watch along there i like it when he at one point just starts talking directly to the the blokes who sacked him yeah and because at first he's talking to the audience and then he's like why don't you come by yourself when he when he's walking at the at the beginning of the commercial he he says uh and they bought my place which i uh, which i guess is all right but then mm -hmm. they sacked me me. You play that again, the other, Brett. The other thing is he's walking past. There's no there's no way that guy isn't trespassing because he starts the commercial walking past the store that fired him. Yes, he's looking <laughs> in the window of the business that of fired him. That his, his hands are on. Maybe they're not even touching the window. So you'd be like, I'm not touching it. You can't like. Yeah. Or didn't touch it. Didn't touch it. I know the rules. I started this business 21 years ago. I owned the whole thing. Then Walton's go and buy it. I suppose that's okay. Then John Walton gives me the sack. Me, the guy who started it all. So now I'm back where I started, starting a shop. Mind you, it isn't a small shop. In fact, it's probably the biggest in Sydney, and it's right opposite John L. We're going to open seven days a week, and we're going to give all their prices a pizzling mainly because we don't keep wasting our money taking over other people's businesses. <laughs> it's like He's, saying like... <laughs> it's like It's like saying mostly because we don't waste time stealing other people's wives. This guy, you know, he looks like evil Robert Fripp. <laughs> he looks like, he looks like if Robert Fripp has an evil twin out there somewhere. He likes to say started a lot. Me. Yeah. My podcast. So now, now I'm back where I started, yeah. starting a startup. 
we got a new podcast network and we are on we seven days a week and we keep mostly because we don't waste time firing me (laughs) we're gonna give these other podcast networks a pizzling he's so mad that that guy probably didn't need a second take no we got it (laughs) you imagine okay so maybe we do another one no we got it i'm going back to the showroom He's not doing it for the cut. Co- There's no way that guy's making a profit on any of that furniture. He just wants to ruin the other business. This guy, he wants revenge. He's like John Wick. John He's like John Wick, Kill Bill. He's like John Wicker, John Wicker Furniture. <laughs> John Wicker Autumn, Ottoman. And, <laughs> John, John I'm Wick like John Wick, and we got a Wicker Ottoman here. One more. We got one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do one more. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, oh, all right. Oh, got, the like got the goofies. Got the goofies. Got the goofies. All right. Well, let's see how this one plays. Well, my uh, credits are: I'm an engineer, a producer, executive producer of the show. I do data management. I'm uh, I'm the goof master general. I uh, do. <laughs> I. Uh, Okay. All right. So this uh, this clip comes to us from Katie, uh, and this is from a show. Uh, do you know a show on TLC called Extreme Sisters? Extreme Sisters. No, I do not. All right. So there's a reality show on TLC called Extreme Sisters that looks at uh, just what it says: uh, sisters who have some. There's something extreme about their lifestyle, or something extreme about uh, about uh, their relationship, um, and. Uh, one group of sisters that it follows is Anna and Lucy and Anna and Lucy are twin sisters uh, who are both in a relationship with the same guy. They're both in a relationship with the same guy. Uh, and it's, they've been in the relationship for, for, for uh, 10 years, I believe that where we pick them up with here. Uh, and now they are both trying to get pregnant at the same time. Uh, is where Hand to God. Hand I will to God. go to Sonic. I will buy <laughs> a cookie dough parfait. And I will be home in time to watch Extreme Sisters every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night at six thirty, I would. I'll watch Doctor Pimple Popper, Extreme Sisters, <laughs> and sometimes, if I'm lucky, there's a rerun of My Strange Addiction. Every Monday night, hand to God, I go to Seven Eleven. I get four king size Snickers bars <laughs> and I watch 11 hours of impractical jokers on true TV. Then I go to bed. Hand to God. I will buy a frozen Marie calendars <laughs> pot pie. No. And I have, and I eat I that buy thing. A frozen Marie calendars pot pie. I Chicken eat it frozen. It doesn't matter. Don't heat it up. <laughs> well, I sit on top of it like a mama bird and get it a little melty. When I decided it, when I decide the babies have hatched, then I, I eat it it with a shot glass. I just sort of, (laughs) I call them chicken shot pies. (laughs) And I can do more of them than any of you. Every Friday morning, hand to God, I get up, I walk to Veselka with a burlap sack and tell him to fill it up with pierogies. And then I go back 
to my house and I watch Hollywood ending (laughs) (laughs) and I tie the burlap sack around my head and eat my way out. (laughs) I drop, I drop a little TV into the burlap sack and until I, I eat pierogies until I can see Hollywood ending. <laughs> Hand to God. Hand to God. All right, Brett. What are these? Extreme All right, sisters so we got Anna and Lucy, extreme sisters. Uh, they're trying to get pregnant. They're gonna now the big moment. They're gonna both take pregnancy tests at the same time. See, and we're gonna see what happens. We're thirty-five years old. We've been with Ben for ten years. We've decided we want kids now. Are these more Aussies? We're in a hurry yes. to be honest. We're really in a hurry. We want yeah. it now. We want kids we're- now. But we need to have the babies at the same time. Like we need to experience it together. Like I'm not doing it without you. I'm not doing it without you either. Are you ready? <laughs> Well, we have to. We're here. All right, you nervous? Yeah, we are. <laughs> All right, so we've got to wait a couple of minutes. All right. So a single line, not pregnant, and a cross line, pregnant. Okay. Waiting for the test results, the pregnancy test. There was, was a lot of anxiety, anxiety, like a lot. I'm having a heart attack because I'm thinking Anna could be pregnant. I'm not. We prefer both of us not be pregnant than one no. of us be pregnant. Definitely. Do you want to have a look? I think we, we can try now. OK. Do you know which one's yours? Yeah, I think yours You haven't mixed them up, have no, you? No, no. Let's do it together. Does that mean pregnant? Does that I, mean I not, think it means not, not pregnant. pregnant. That line. <laughs> There's a line. Does that mean not pregnant? Not pregnant. We're not pregnant. We're not pregnant. <laughs> oh my god. We should talk like that, Julie. Yeah. When we interview Dude. um when we have Jerry Harvey on, mm-hmm. we should be like we like to interview together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd, we'd rather we not interview we you at all done. than one of us interview and, you once at a time. 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 They hit those special <laughs> notes, those moments where they were is imperfectly in sync. It is. That is amazing. It's horror. It, it's it's def- And I don't like to be one of those people because, I mean, if you're a twin, nobody wants to. Like as a redhead, when people are redheads are creepy, like I don't want to perpetuate the twins are creepy, the mm-hmm. horror trope. That's not nice to people that are no. twins. No, it's not. However, <laughs> if you think twins are creepy, this might not be the uh, the thing that would prove you wrong. Because they also sort of look like artificial intelligence created. Um, like at first, I was like, they do they not have eyebrows? But they do have eyebrows. But there's just something else that's that's missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Does look, we know soul? twins. We know, we know our, 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 our Rob Hatch Miller. He's he's mm-hmm. got a twin brother. Yep. Mer, Mer, Merv, I think his mm-hmm. name is. Merv. Merv. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Twins are not creepy. That's a that's a weird. We know Eric. Like we said. know Eric and Lyle Menendez. We know yes, them. We know them. They're great. Um, mm-hmm. And we know uh, we know Brett. And Rhett Boehm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brett and Rhett, like Rhett Butler. Yeah. 
Very southern name. Frankly, my dear, I cannot engineer this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of what Rhett Bum looks like because Brett has this mustache. Yeah. So, but I can't picture a Rhett Bum being clean shaven. No. I mean, I can say that the, you know what I got going on here is a little—it's a little on the scraggly side. So Rhett, Rhett Boehm probably is a more finely tuned version of this, probably with, with some you know mustache wax, uh, mm-hmm. you know, incorporated. Oh, like Gavin McInnes. Yeah. Julie, do you think it's time for a double a double Rhett double Brett a double Brett double Rhett shirt? And not until we figure out his facial hair. Yeah, that's true. Either we got to work, we got to workshop this a little bit. There is no double Brett shirt, though, like literally with two no, of which the same is a, Which is absolutely insane, especially since Brett's marketing, you know, he does marketing and product mm-hmm. design and other social media. Oh, uh, merch design. Like, yeah, I forgot are, that. Yeah. I know, but 90% yeah. of the merch now is just you. You're like your image. Like there's the tarot card one. Yeah. I'm sure John Whisk things are coming in. They must be. If they're not, that's psychotic. I feel like there's a lot of other examples of Brett related merch. Yeah. You know, I've resisted turning. There's definitely a lot of, you know, uh, uh, art that comes How in. How hard have I, you I've resisted? resisted? You know, I'm trying to maintain a ratio, a proper ratio that represents, you know, the ratio on the show. So I'm not, you know, I think uh, I'm trying to keep my percentage of the merch at, at, a, at a low, at a, at a representative level, you know. <laughs> notice how he, you notice, you notice how he withdrew the word low from his description of the level he's trying to keep his, his presence in the merch. He said low and then immediately took that word off the board because he's like, oh no, it's not low. It's just, it's not 100%. I love it. I love all of it. I love Alec Baldwin on the Sopranos thing. I love the madman who ran the furniture store out of business. And in in all seriousness, Aussies, please, if you, I mean, ideally, if you can help us book him, God willing, Mm -hmm. he's with us, but if not, if you have any more insight into this story. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got some uh, good news and bad news about our pal Jerry Harvey. Um, oh, I hope he's not dead. I hope he's uh, not a bad human. The uh, <laughs> the the good news is that he is still alive, uh, still yes. still kicking at 81. That means he's a bad human. The, what is it, the Brett? Bad, the, bad oh, news, the bad news is Did that... Did he storm the Capitol? Well, he uh, very much kind of. over the last couple decades became the thing that he was fighting against in that ad that we saw. Um, he... Uh, uh, Harvey Norman, the store that he created there, became an ins- an incredible success. Uh, Jerry Harvey is now a billionaire, and as this as this uh, article says, an emblem of Australia's corrupt economic system. <laughs> as of I don't know, I'm still I'm still on his side. <laughs> Keep going. You haven't turned me off to him yet. How corrupt? Did he turn it into a sweatshop? What's going uh, on? You know, he's just like, um, let's just say he's sort of like a, the, the Bezos of Australia right now. Okay. Uh, a guy who is sort of uh, rich to it to an extent that could only be immoral, uh, considering. Bezos yeah. is the Bezos of outer space. As far as I'm concerned, he and Elon Musk are not residents of this planet. They live in outer space now. You get a certain what? amount of money, you go off into a rocket ship? Is that the idea? Yeah. All I can say is Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. All I want is a good old fashioned space fight with these two guys. 
See them fight in space. You want to see like a, a one of those um what's his name? Logan Paul. Yes, the great one, the great but boxer on, Logan Paul. <laughs> but you want to see one of those matches but like on Mars with those two? Yes. Do you feel Julie and Brett that the the Paul brothers are uh, eventually this will lead to brother versus brother fighting one another that that's where this like is building to where they keep all the money for some boxing match that they they square off against each other i'm i just hope they don't bring aaron paul into it yeah or paul mccartney are you guys gonna fight each other or what's uh going on here? <laughs> like it's like <laughs> i don't understand i write songs too it's every day bro it's every day, bro. <laughs> I write songs too. Yeah, that's too bad about that guy. He's a rich guy. So he's kind of like the, he seems kind of like the Daniel Plainview of Australia. Yes, yes exactly. That, he ate everybody's milkshake. I drink your Fosters. <laughs> I get a straw. I go down, start drinking your Fosters. the best guest you can get us brett who's the biggest name you got in your role of in terms of what we want or in terms of how famous the person i is? just want straight up fame okay who's the most famous celebrity you can get us the most famous celebrity I, I mean i would say superman i mean i can get you dean kane if we're talking superman I don't want Dean Cain. I don't want Dean Cain. I don't want Dean Norris. Mm-hmm. Who, who else don't I want? Who else can you get? Who, who you got, Brett? Not Dean Cain. I got this weird feeling I could get you Guy Fieri. Let's do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? Uh, he's got, he's a billionaire, he's isn't cool. he? He's cool. First of all, he's cool. First of all, he's cool. He gave more money to, to restaurant workers over the pandemic. Yep. That dude is cool in my book. Absolutely. Oh, the restaurant with the stuff. Oh, shut up. Why? Because he doesn't sell flowerless cake, chocolate cake. Because <laughs> the dessert at his place is probably awesome. Probably pours caramel and hot donkey fudge all sauce. over. Donkeys. He likes his donkey sauce. Yeah, he likes donkey sauce. Oh, you go to this place and it's garbage. Oh, okay. So- <laughs> sorry. Yeah. So us, us, us slobs gotta eat two you have not eaten at guy fury's all-american grill i would i know you would i would too my favorite three restaurants are and i admittedly i did not eat at guy fury's all-american grill but i'm putting it number three number two uh i like to eat lunch at american uh girl doll uh <laughs> by myself like the one. Well, you're never by yourself if you have your dollies. If with I have you. my doll with me, your doll. Two, please. <laughs> <laughs> what would it take to? I'll say this, Brett. If yeah, you yeah. get us Guy Fieri, yeah, I will go to the American doll, girl doll at the Grove, yep. and you can film me walking in with. The, I'll walk in with a doll that's not an American girl doll. I'll walk in with like some. 
Annabelle. I walk in with some. I walk in with Barbie. Annabelle. I walk in with Annabelle from the horror <laughs> franchise, and I'll say two, please, for me and my daughter. <laughs> You'd be like, be like, she's a little difficult, <laughs> but don't worry, she's got some dietary restrictions. I'm in control. <laughs> and I will go in with an Annabelle doll to the American Girl doll restaurant and and ask for a table for two for Wait, me. Wait, what's and my your dolly. number one restaurant? Oh, uh M- McDonald's. I think there's I think there's a, one of those uh out in New York. Are they still on strike or can you get your fillet of fish again? They're I I they made their point for that week and I support the workers completely. If they yeah. say stop going, I will stop going. Yeah. You will not cross the I'll line never cross that back. you will I catch know. a fish. Yeah, but I'm saying you you have to drop a line to catch a fish and you won't yeah. cross that line. No McDonald's. matter how tasty the fish is at the other end of the line. Pay your employees, McDonald's. It's a it's a, a sick shame. You got a line out the door all around the clock. We can't make the money. Yeah, you're making it. Oh, you're making so much money. Yeah, I got another guest idea for you. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure you heard that Rob Zombie is in charge of the new um, uh, Mon- Monsters reboot. Zombie. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to Rob Zombie. Do you want to talk to Rob Zombie, Tom? Not really. All right, I don't, cross I don't him off the list. Talk to him. I I don't I don't like how he wears that cap like he's uh, Al. Is it is it Al Cap with his spicy fries? Andy Cap. Andy Cap, I don't like how he wears his cap like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that he's friends with Marilyn Manson. I like he's, that he is going to finally bring some edge to the Munsters. Yeah. Finally, just what the Munsters was missing the whole time. It's Rob, the, the, the joyless light touch, edge, <laughs> the light touch of a Robert zombie. Yeah. Yes. You think you can get him though, Brett? I think I could probably get Rob Zombie. Yeah, I mean, he's got to promote yeah, this honestly, damn show, book right? Him, yeah, book, book him, book him, book him, right. book him, book him. Who else? Um, Dennis Franz, Olivia Rodrigo. You know who I've got to add to my list of uh, of uh, people who have who have who have shafted me. Um, remember, Uh-oh. remember those two uh, those two guys from Two on the Isle, those two theater critics, uh, <gasps> Two on the Isle. Yeah. What yeah. happened? They won't respond to my damn emails. They Are must you have sure taken that- it. Hard. They must have heard it and felt we were teasing them I, too much. This is my opinion. They they couldn't get to the library to log into their internet. They can't remember their password. They go. They're not allowed in that library because one of them takes too many naps. I can't remember my ID, my password. <laughs> I can't get in. I thought it was. They were they, one, got, one got banned because he was taking too many naps. The other got banned because he was taking too many books into the bathroom. Yeah. So they don't have any internet access now. Yeah, they're banned from the library. That stinks that they haven't gotten back to us. I mean, break, you know, you, you, you needled them a little bit, but what, I, I think they about, ended up in the Hall of Fame by the end of that clip. I think I think our our our, you know, our treatment about, of it was. But yeah. What about Horowitz and Specter? Get those Ooh, girls on. There's yeah. something rotten in Transylvania. We'll make them sing for us. Great. Well, you know, they've had a falling out, so maybe we could get them back on. To, Perfect. You know, you know, uh, yeah. re- either yeah. either reconcile or fight. I don't give a shit. That's a great idea. And then let's get uh, also now's the sweet spot for us to get uh, Horror Man on. It's June. Yeah. It's oh, June. Kassir. Yeah. 
Yeah, get John Kassir on. A uh, friend, friend of the show, DC Pearson, uh, shared some with me that, that's kind of interesting. We might want to look at it in a future episode, which is that John Kassir played, uh, he was in the uh, th- this TV movie about, this TV biopic about the Three Stooges. Do you know about this? He was? And I think he played Mo in it. Uh, Stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This might We might have to do a watch of this. What if we just oh, watch the whole thing? Yeah, Michael Chiklis. <laughs> Stop it. Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. Uh, Evan Handler. You know Evan Handler from uh, like Californication. Oh, and, God. Uh, this is like a... This like three... Like what a, was it? Three, three a parade curlies? of... Like, how quickly can we make Julia lesbian? Like three curlies in this one. Ugh. <laughs> puke. Hey, Mo. Oh, God. The Three Stooges film. It was always oh, shot in Sydney. Every Wednesday night, I get a street pretzel. <laughs> Go to my apartment. I watch Tales from the Crypt. I watch the... <laughs> Biopic about the Three Stooges made in 2000. <laughs> I watched the Three Stooges biopic over <laughs> and over. Then it's off to bed. Um, what if that's our first, like our, like we, we sell tickets for like the first double threat live and then we just press play on that movie and go home. Yeah, we go. Hey everybody, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, watch this and uh, there's a merch table Goodbye in the back. forever. And thanks so much. See you on the radio. Double threat. Happy listening. Double threat, y'all. Then we just walk out. And there's people- like a there's like a a getaway. We have like a ba- like like a version of Baby Driver behind the wheel of an Uber. We get in really quick. Get the hell out of there. Baby Uber is a pretty good idea for a movie. Is it a baby driving an Uber car? Yeah, maybe. Can I ask an honest question? Do you in that scenario? Do you picture me in the getaway car with you, or back at the theater uh, running? Oh the- no, you're back at the okay, theater got it, got it. Just, uh, yeah. being yelled at, yeah. and people started throwing things at you. You're at the theater. You're being you're booed. up front at the theater. We want uh, our money back with a leg shackle mounting you to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> people are throwing merch that they yeah. didn't even buy. Yeah. People storm the merch table the way they storm the Capitol. Yeah, be like the end of Circle Sky and head. The kids will run up and start tearing bread into tearing, pieces. Tearing, tearing. See, like a mannequin head that looks like Brett. Yeah, I'll, I'll add that to my list. Then that's yeah, a sacrificial victim projectionist. Oh gosh. Oh my God. What are you looking for a job? You're getting your resume ready for something. He's trying to get. He's trying to get a fourteenth thing on that list of uh, credits. He does. Well, this is a great episode of Double Threat. I got to say, this is a great one. Thank you so much for listening and send us stuff and be good and be nice and uh, don't do drugs unless you share some with me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And remember next week. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Remember this. Double Threat. We're going to beat you. Yeah. Is that it? We're going to beat you? Yeah. Yeah, we're going right? to beat you. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Double threat. We're going to beat, beat you. We're going to beat you. I want the final thing I'll say. A shirt that says double threat and then it just says on like a like a curly banner. We're going to beat you. Yeah. Like if it's a tattoo. Yes. That would be the banner underneath our coat of arms. That's right. And design a coat of arms. Thank you everybody. See you next week. Goodbye. Forever. <laughs> Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. 
Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.